How is everybody today? Man, I'm going to tell you what, if you, if, if your blesser wasn't blessed by that, I don't think you have a blesser left. You might want to ask the Lord for, for one. Our worship team does a great job. I don't know, I don't know how many other worship situations you might have been in, but our worship team does a great job. How many of you have ever known someone? I'm sure it's not you, but how many of you have ever known someone who could make something more difficult than it needed to be? Anyone? We probably all have, right? See, we're, we're going to talk today about how easy life can be. But sometimes we, we make it more complicated. And, and to, to illustrate this, if you're an educator, if you're a teacher, you work in, an administ- in school administration, this is not specific. What I'm about to say is not specifically directed at you. All right? So... Just so we, I want to make sure everybody understands that before we go any further, okay? Because you might feel like it is, but it's not. It's mostly about me. Because everything's about No, I'm just kidding. <clears throat> My, <clears throat> we have Alani now, who is... Whew, she's getting old. Uh, I'm getting old. She's not getting old. But Alani is in high school. But I actually have other children that are out, and they, they live other places. So you guys don't get to see them very much. But when, when, the, when the older group of kids were younger, I was helping. I, you know, I'm a dad, and so one of, one of them, I don't even remember who it was. One of them came home with math homework one night, and they were struggling with math homework. And, and math actually was one of the subjects that I actually did okay in. And so I thought, I'll help, I'll, help mom and, I'll help my kid out here because I'm a helper, you know? I'm, I'm a helping kind of dad. So I said, what are you struggling with? And I walked over there working at the kitchen table. I walked over, and I saw something that looked like this. And I said, what in the world are you doing? Well, we're doing multiplication, Dad, of multi-digit numbers. I said, no, you're not. You're making a mess. They said, no, we, no this, is, this is how we have to do math. This, those of you that don't know, this is how they teach. This is another way to teach people how to do 948 times 827. I said, why in the world are you going through all those steps? Well, we have to, Dad. I said, no, you don't have to. Watch this. And so I wrote out my, the way I do math. I wrote the one number. I wrote another number on it. I said, do you multiply this? Carry the one. Do you multiply this? Carry the one. Add, oh, add, add. We're done. See? See how quick that was? No, Dad, we have to do it this way. I said, you don't have to do it this way. He said, Dad, we have to turn it in with this, with these numbers in there. I said, I, I said then, our world has lost their mind. Now, I understand. I, I, th- again, this isn't to be mean to educators because I, I get it. Some people can do math easier this way. But I was so... I, 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 sorry, Jesus, I've apologized to my kids for this, but I was angry with my kids for wasting my time trying to do math this stupid way because it, it was ignorant to me. I'm like, hey, this... There's a, if I was a drinking man, I may have had to have a drink after this. It was, it was a struggle for me. But maybe... Maybe it's not your classroom, but maybe you, you, maybe you have people, maybe you have a, it might be your boss. Um, it, it, it may be your spouse. It may be your children. I don't know, but 
all of us have people in our lives that make life more difficult. But sometimes we make our lives more difficult too, don't we? Sometimes we add steps to things and we add, we add ways to do things that are, you could do it much easier. Right? Everybody understands what I'm saying? Where I'm coming from? The same is true with life. We make life complicated. We make following Jesus difficult when really, it's really not that difficult. We, it's difficult because we've made it that way. But we're going to look today at a passage of scripture that you've probably heard preached before. You, you've probably heard a lesson on it, maybe a lot of lessons on it. I'm hoping, though, that there's something in here today that maybe it might make, make a little bit different look for you. In Matthew chapter 11, verses 28 through 30, Jesus is talking to a group of people. And the people that he's talking to are Jewish people that are trying to live under the law of the Pharisees. And and the law of the Pharisees wasn't necessarily an easy law to follow. They, They had things all the way down to the point where you could only pick enough grain that would be a cud for a cow. So I'm not sure how much a cow, how much a cow has for a cud. So, you had to st- so they had all these crazy rules. And so these people are trying to live under these rules. And Jesus says this to them. He says, come to me, all you who are weary and carrying heavy burdens. And I'll give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and let me teach you because I'm humble and gentle at heart. And you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy to bear, and the burden that I give you is light. It's easy. Jesus says it right there. My yoke is easy, my burden is light. So the question comes, why is life so difficult? Why do we feel like life is so difficult? Let's tear this down a little bit. The first thing that we're going to see is, Jesus says, come to me, right? How many of you like that? How many of you have family or friends that come visit from someplace other than around here? Anybody? What's your anticipation level like when those people are coming? See, in the first, now, now this service is televised, so some of you might want it, not televised, but it's live stream, whatever they call that live stream. So I always forget to look at the camera too high, but... So you might want to be careful if you're going to say something. I don't know, but some people are, are, are excited to have people come visit, right? And some people that come visit, you may not be so excited to have them come visit. I don't know. I'm not, we're not going to go down that way. But, but let's think about, let's think about be the, the, the fun of having visitors come and see us. I remember when I was a kid, my, my sister's bedroom was on the end of the, of the house that faced the way my grandparents would come from. Nothing better than grandparents coming to visit, right? Because you, know you know they're bringing candy, cookies, good food, something. They're, they're going to have a gift. I, I don't know. Grandpa's going to come. He's going to make a bunch of jokes. I'm going to laugh for a long time. Whatever it might be, it's exciting for grandparents to come. And we used to go to see my grandparents a lot. They lived in Bellevue, but they didn't come our way very much. So when they were coming, I would like run up and down the hallway. And so if, if they were supposed to be there at 4 o'clock in the afternoon, at like 1.30, I would start running to my sister's bedroom and I would jump up on her bed to look out the window. Oh, oh no, not coming. And I would go tell mom and Denise, they're not, on the, they're not coming yet. And about two minutes later, so for the next four hours, I would be running to Denise's room looking out the window because I was so excited that they were coming. And, and so we like to have people visit. The other thing is true that we like to go visit people, right? Isn't anyone like to go somewhere else and visit other places? Yeah, that's why we go on vacations away from Toledo and away from Wasian because there's 
places that are might be more fun for us. Not that this isn't a great place to live and we don't we love it here, but there I sometimes you want to go to Cancun. Maybe not not maybe maybe I don't know about recently, but it may sometimes maybe you want to go to Florida, you want to go somewhere warmer. There are places to go. Jesus says this, come to me. Come visit me. But who does he say to come visit? Look at this. Jesus says to this group of people, come unto me, all of you who are weary and carrying heavy burdens. Let me ask this question. Who in here today would raise your hand and say, I'm tired. I'm weary. (laughs) I've had a rough couple weeks. I've had maybe a rough couple months. Some of us might say we've had a rough couple years. Right? You realize we're like two weeks away from two years ago when the world stopped turning and everybody had to go home and not see anybody? Some of, some of us are tired from some of that, aren't we? Jesus says, come to me, all of you who are weary and carrying heavy burdens. I, I love the fact that Jesus says it that way. Because that leaves it pretty wide open, doesn't it? He doesn't say, come to me, all of you who have, insert, the, insert your own struggle into the blank. He, he doesn't say, if you've got $15,000 worth of credit card debt, come to me. He doesn't say, if you've just lost someone that's close to you, come to me. He doesn't say, if you, he doesn't specify. He just says, if you're weary and you're carrying a heavy burden, I want you to come see me. Isn't that cool? Isn't that, isn't that amazing that Jesus opens that up that wide? So, who in here would go see Jesus? Probably, probably a lot of us would say, yeah, I, I could call myself weary. I could call myself carrying a heavy burden. I, I could say that, that I need that. Why, why, why go to Jesus? Why, why does it matter? Because the next part of the scripture says this. Because you get to take a break. Right? Jesus says, come unto me, all of you who are weary and carrying heavy burdens, and I will give you rest. We're going we're gonna to do a little bit of fun today. You're okay with that, right? Anybody like to have fun in here? What Jesus says is, all of you who are, oh man. All of you who are weak and out of shape. All of you who are weary and carrying a heavy burden. Come unto me. And I'll give you rest. Now that's more like it. 
Y'all okay if I just preach from this chair? That's kind of comfy. Jen's let me borrow her chair. She doesn't know she's let me borrow her chair, but she's let me borrow her chair today. Come unto me, all you who are weary and carrying a heavy burden, and I'll give you rest. What's our burden? You, you see, what I, what I really like about Jesus is that he doesn't specify a burden to get rest. He doesn't say, if your burden is this, if your burden is cancer, if your burden is the death of a loved one, if your burden is loss of a job, if your burden is financial difficulty, if your burden is a wayward child, if you're, he doesn't specify anything. He just says, if you're weary and you're carrying a heavy burden, I want you to come to me and then I want to give you rest. I want you to take a break. I want you to relax. I want you to chill. I want you to sit in the comfy chair. And I want you to kick your feet up. When was the last time you rested? When was the last time you came to Jesus with your big bag and said, I can't do it anymore. See, sometimes, sometimes we think we're serving God more by carrying our big bag. Right? Sometimes we wear our big bag of burdens as a, as a badge of honor. How, how are you doing? Oh, man, I'm busy. I'm so busy. I got, I'm so, I got so much going on. I got so many, so many things going on. I got, I'm busy. I'm, I'm busy. Busy is our buzzword. Right? I just don't have time. I, I'm busy. I, I, got, I got the kids. I got my job. I got this. I got church. I, I, all this kind of stuff. I, I'm busy. I'm busy. I'm busy. I don't have time to rest. I don't have time to relax. Are you kidding me? <laughs> How many would say God's a pretty powerful guy? Pretty impressive, right? How many would say that God is able to do whatever he, whatever he wants to do? Yeah, we all understand that, right? Why did God create one day just to relax? Why at the end of creation did God say, okay, this seventh day, we're not doing anything. We're, we're going to sit in our comfy chair, we're going to use our remote, and we're going to watch TV and do nothing for the rest of the day. Because we're not meant to go, 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 go. We're not meant to live on the edge all of the time. We're, we're not meant to be busy all of the time. Jesus says, come to me with your burden and I'll give you rest. 
I'll let you relax. I got to tell you, when I sat in that chair, it was comfy. But you know what else was going on? I was feeling guilty. Because you guys are expecting me to preach. And I'm just sitting there. Sometimes we feel that way, don't we? Sometimes we feel like we have to be doing something or we're not actually doing what God wants us to do. Or what our spouse wants us to do or what our children want us to do or what, what our boss wants us to do. We're, we're, not, allowed to, we're not allowed to rest. We, we constantly have to be going. I teach drive. I used to teach driving. They, I have. It's. I don't teach driving. I haven't done it recently. But I used to teach a lot of the classroom portion of driving for our cadets. The University of Texas did a study several years ago, and in their study, we share this with our cadets about police work and their time spent, and, and how it affects their driving. When you've been awake for 19 hours in a row, if if you've been up. For 19 hours. Your reaction time is similar to someone who would test at .10 on a, on a breathalyzer test for alcohol. That's sobering. Right? We, and we teach our cadets that because we keep them up on midnight shift and all that kind of stuff and when, they, when they get out on the street. .10. You're, you're legally drunk. The body is made to rest. Jesus says, bring me your mess. Come to me with your mess and bring it to me. And then I'll, and then I'll give you rest. So sit down and relax. Now, I really haven't taught you anything new yet, have I? Everybody, you, most of you have probably heard a sermon on this topic before, right? Come unto me, all you who are weary and heavy laden. I'll give you rest. Take my yoke upon you, because my yoke is easy, my burden is light. Right? We've all you, you've heard messages on that before. But there's a little piece in this passage that often gets missed because it's really not as much fun as the other two. We we want to be able to bring our burden to Jesus, and we want to be able to leave it at His feet. And we want to be able to rest. And we want an easy burden to carry. Right? Yes? This means yes. This means no. Yeah? Right? That's what we want. Tucked away inside this passage from Jesus is this. And you may have missed it before. Let me teach you. If you read the New International Version, it will say, learn from me. Because I'm humble and gentle at heart, and you'll find rest for your souls. So the question I want you to answer is, what gives us the rest? Is the rest simply bringing the bag and setting it down? What does Jesus say? He says, bring it. Set it down. I'll give you rest while you're resting. 
Let me teach you. I want you to learn from me. I I, want to be able to help you with this. You see, our struggle is, as Christians, what we love to do is bring the bag, set it down, sit in the chair and chill, take an easier bag, and then be done. If I were to ask how many people actually enjoy school, the classroom part of school, the hands probably would be few, right? I mean, nobody likes to sit in class and be taught. We just don't. Now, I might get people that would say they like school because they get to hang out with their friends, maybe because that's where they get to play sports, maybe that's where they, get to, they, they build relationships there, which all is important. But if I were to say, how many of you love the actual sitting in the classroom, sitting in a desk, being taught by a teacher, there's a good number of you that would say, eh, nope, that's not for me, thanks. Right? We do the same thing with Jesus. The same thing happens in our walk with the Lord. He says, come to me, all you who are weary and heavy laden, and I'll give you rest. Learn from me. Let me teach you. And then, I'll, then you will find rest. Take my yoke upon you because it's easy and it's light. And all we hear is drop off the bag, sit in the chair, walk away with a lighter one. It's the teaching that makes the difference. It's what we learn from Jesus as we sit in the chair that makes the difference in our life. And very few of us like to actually take the time to sit in the chair to be taught. Yeah, I'll sit in the chair, but I'm flipping on the TV because I just want to veg out. I, I don't have to think. When I'm watching TV, I don't have to think. And if it's a TV show that I do have to think, it's the wrong TV show. Time to flip the channel. What would Jesus teach you? He would teach you what matters. He would teach you what he wants you to excel in. He would teach you what he wants you to accomplish. He would teach you what he values in your life. See, we've done children a disservice, I think, because we've told children from, from young ages, you can be whatever you put your mind to be. I'm pretty sure NFL football player was never in this guy's this guy's wheelhouse. Just saying, I wanted it. I played in my backyard like I was like I was. Was it Chris Collinsworth back when I was a kid? That's a, that's dating myself, isn't it? But I could have done a lot of things. Me becoming an NFL football player probably wasn't. What we learn from Jesus when we sit is what he wants us to accomplish. What does he want to do with your life? What has he set for you to do? What what really matters? 
Learn from me. How many of you have children? Anybody have children? How many of you ever had this conversation with your child? If you would just listen to what I'm telling you. (laughs) Some of you may have done it while you're sitting in church today. I don't know. If you would just listen to what I tell you, your life would go much better. Because I've been there and I've done it. And, and I'm, I made the same mistake you're making. So if you just learn from me, if you just learn what I'm trying to teach you, you wouldn't have to go through the same headache. Right? Jesus says the exact same thing to us as adults. Learn from me. I can tell you how to live a good life. I can tell you how to enjoy life and not have to carry this big bag of burdens. I can teach you that. I can help you. But you've got to stop long enough that I can actually get inside your little pea brain. Pea brain isn't in the scripture in case you're looking for it. It's a paraphrase, I think. What do you need to learn from Jesus today? What lesson does the Lord have for you to grow in? Those of you that are weary, how much of your weariness is because you're carrying your burden? You're carrying the bag that you packed. How much of your weariness is because you're so busy trying to impress everybody else or you're so busy trying to make everybody else happy or you're so busy trying to fulfill everybody else's needs that you're not taking the time to rest? What would Jesus teach you about what you're prioritizing right now? That's what he wants you to know. Take my yoke upon you. We don't use too many yokes anymore, unless they're in my eggs. You don't go by too many fields now where oxen are walking together with the yoke holding them together so they don't run off and leave each other. That's, that's kind of why I use bags. Jesus said, you got your burden? Get rid of this one. And take mine. Because my bag is light. My burden's easy. <laughs> look at that. Look at, you can see it on the screen. The burden that I give to you is light. Whose burden are you carrying? Who packed the bag? See, this is what this is what we're very good at doing. We bring this thing to Jesus. We say, "Okay, here it is." I'm going to sit down. Okay, I'm going to rest. What What did you say? Oh, I should? Oh, okay. All right. Okay, I can have this bag? Okay. Thanks. And then we take this bag, and then rather than just walking away with this bag, we take this bag, and we say, 
I can't get it in there. I've got all these things that are, are important. They won't, they, they, they need to fit in this bag. They won't fit in this bag. Jesus says, take my bag. Take my bag. The bag that I give you, you take this bag. Because it's easy. And it's light. What have you added to your bag? Because I would venture to say that every one of you has at some point in your life, if you are a follower of Jesus, at some point in your life you've brought this bag to Jesus. And you said, I can't carry this bag anymore. But somehow, it came back. Is it because the bag is magic and it found you and it jumped on your back? Or is it because you went to find it to fill it back up again? You see, I think sometimes we like our burdens more than we like Jesus' burdens. Sometimes our burdens give us a sense of belonging. Sometimes our burdens give us a sense of purpose. Sometimes our burdens give us a sense of accomplishment. We're not always okay with what Jesus wants, are we? Come to me. All of you who are weary and heavy laden. And I'll give you rest. Take my bag. And then this is what Jesus does. Jesus says, you're going to go through some financial difficulty. I'm going to help you. You're going to lose somebody you love. I'm going to be there with you. You're going to lose your job. But it's okay. I'll be there with you. And he gives us things to do. You've got a friend that needs to needs a place to live, and they're going to come live with you for three or four years, but that's okay. I'm going to be with you. Someone in your church really struggling financially right now, I'm going to stretch you financially to help them. It's okay. I'm going to be there for you. All of the burdens that Jesus puts in there, you can put the whole box in there. There's like 500 or 1,000. You can put the whole box in there. But when Jesus packs it, I can carry it with one finger. 
I can't carry that bag out the back door. But I can carry this bag with me all day today and not even know I'm carrying it. What's the difference? The difference is that in this bag are the things that Jesus gave for me to deal with. What's in this bag is what Jesus wants me to accomplish. What's in this bag is what Jesus wants to use in my life to help someone else. What's, what's in this bag is Jesus' plan for my life. The people that Jesus wants me to help, the people that Jesus wants me to give to, the people that Jesus wants me to be there for, and there may be many. But if Jesus packs it, I can carry it. The question is this today. Who's packing your bag? Are you packing it? You putting the things in it that you you want? To have in there? Or are you sitting with Jesus and saying, Jesus, I want you to show me what you want out of me. I want to be your man. I want to be your guy. I want to be the man that you would write about. I, I want to be, I want to be what you need me to be, Jesus, but I but I need you to make that happen. Or are you saying, well, I want to drive a nice car and I want to have good friends and I want to have this and I want to have that and I want to be this and I want to look, be looked at like this in filling our life with us. Jesus didn't say, come unto me, all of you, with a specific burden. He said, come unto me, all you who are weary, and I'll give you rest. And if you'll listen to me, if you'll just do what I teach you, This is what you'll walk away with. I can tell you, I'm a big strapping, strong guy. Big muscular guy. I don't know why you're laughing. I don't think that's funny. (laughs) Even in all of my muscularness, with all of my big muscles, I don't want to carry that bag. I like this one. This is how this plays out in our world currently. And one, this is one way that it plays out in our world currently. There's a war going on. A real live army versus army, tank versus tank, missile against tank, missile against missile, whatever. There's a real live war going on. Two countries are fighting. We as Americans are anxiously looking at the news, watching what, what's going to happen, how is this going to affect us. And there's all of these debates about should we as America get involved, should we not get involved, should we join the army, should we not join it, should, should NATO bomb Russia, should, all of these questions And we as followers of Christ are in those debates. 
And if you start to think about the ramifications that could come, that could create weariness and a burden, couldn't it? Yes. What happens if we no longer can get oil? What happens if, oh, question after question after question. And we can focus on that. We can, we can say, okay, how are we going to handle this if it happens? But what Jesus says to us, I believe, is there are brothers and sisters in Christ that live in Russia. There are brothers and sisters in Christ that live in the Ukraine. And the brothers and sisters of ours in Christ that live in Russia are no less worthy of our prayer and of our support and of our love and our offer of help than are those Christians and brothers in Christ that live in the Ukraine. Our senior pastor, Rex, also works with the Fellowship of Christian Athletes. It's a global organization. There are FCA chapters in Russia and directors in Russia. And there are FCA directors and groups in the Ukraine. And in talking with Rex this morning, there are 14 FCA directors stuck in the Ukraine right now. Those are our brothers and sisters in Christ. Those are they that call Jesus Lord. Those are the ones that are trying to draw people closer to Jesus. Whether they're Russian, German, Ukrainian, American, we're all brothers and sisters in Christ. And the burden that Jesus gives to us is they're your brothers and sisters. Pray for them. It's not about politics. Not one person in here that I know of is going to make a political decision whether we're going to go to war or not. But every person in here is a part of the war between good and evil. Every person that's in here that calls Jesus Lord is on the side fighting for souls and lives to be saved and find Jesus. Jesus told us there's going to be wars and rumors of wars. It's going to happen. We, we don't control that as Christians. What we do control is whether we're going to make it into this and pick up a big bag or we're going to say, Jesus put it in my bag, but he's with me. And if he's put it in my bag, he'll help me carry it. Take my yoke upon you because it's easy. And it's light. I want to finish. As the worship team is coming forward.
I want you to listen to a passage of scripture that you've listened to, you, you've heard thousands probably of times. The Lord is my shepherd, so I have all that I need. He lets me rest in green pastures. He leads me beside peaceful streams. He renews my strength. He guides me along right paths. Bringing honor to his name. Even when I walk through the darkest valley, I won't be afraid. Because you're close beside me. It's your rod and your staff that will protect me and comfort me. You prepare a feast for me in the presence of my enemies. (laughs) You honor me by anointing my head with oil. My cup overflows with blessings. Surely, surely your goodness and your unfailing Love will pursue me all the days of my life. And I will live in the house of the Lord forever. I don't know where you're at today. I don't know the burdens that you're carrying. I don't know where they've come from. I don't know if you've made them or or God has given them to you. What I do know is this. You serve a God. You've committed your life to a Savior that says, you come to me and I'll make your life easy. Take my bag. It's light. Leave that mess. You don't need that anymore. As we sing here in a second, let God speak to you today. Let him teach you, even if it's for only for the two minutes that we sing. Let Jesus teach you what he wants you to learn. And just leave your bag here. Take his on the way out. Let's pray. God, you're so wonderful. We really don't deserve you. We don't deserve the light burden but it's what you promised. So help us carry it. In Jesus' name.